I need change in my life. You know what I mean? I need something new. I need something fun. I need six inches of rough. I, I, I. <laughs> Please never do that again. is up everybody welcome back to another episode of from the tips it is me your boy brian always joined by my co-host rick landis buddy how are you doing that was like significantly <laughs> longer than the last one like you didn't even you didn't even try to no try to make it like even close to the last one you just nope. like doubled it automatically yes. out of the um, game I was doing good, and then that kind of hot. threw me off. I'm not going to lie. The <laughs> length on that what just kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm, I'm doing all right, though. It's not a horrible day. Okay, that's uh, good. <laughs> it is the Tuesday after Memorial Day, so I'm a little beat up. Yeah. Um, got out on golf confirm. yesterday, saw some eagles. We'll get into that. Uh, not bald eagles. Not the birds. Like, that it, the birds. On that one. For those of you that don't uh, yes, know, the you birds. just won't get it. Yeah. The birds, yes. <laughs> the birds, not yeah. The birds. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, it was a good weekend. Um, obviously – we're not just doing this weekend to to worry about golf. We're we're doing this weekend to to thank and remember those that have given the ultimate sacrifice. So for anybody that has served, anybody that knows anyone that served, thank you. Um, we just didn't record yesterday because we were we were doing stuff with family and stuff like that. Um, so we're here we're recognizing though. the holiday, and I think we are that we are here important. though. Yes, it we is are. Wednesday again this week because My last dudes. week we also recorded on Tuesday. Um, we will be back on normal schedule next week, so keep an eye out for that. Don't miss our Tuesday episode because we're back on Tuesdays. Uh, but yeah, we're here. Living I'm hoping. I'm hoping for like a little bit like of a surprise for some people. Like maybe somebody started listening to the podcast last week, thinking that we always drop on Wednesdays. And then boom, it's like, oh, hey, it's Tuesday, and they dropped an episode. That's the weirdest How thing. Nice. Like when you when you're when you listen to a podcast regularly and they drop and you like didn't hear that they were changing the day yep. and you like just like go on and like the day before and you're like wait what or like the day after and you're like wait what i feel podcast here i feel so weird like with the podcasts i listen to because they don't update on any social medias about like when it is they're going to drop an episode it just arrives well they just they know you're watching and you're waiting for them exactly. to drop another episode mm-hmm. so they don't need to they, they just know you're gonna f- figure it out eventually you eventually one will be there yeah yeah, yeah. agreed um well what's the days of the week big guy I, I will get there give me one second I just he's on his way i i got an offer for um of oh, not happening nope nope Nope. I got a, I got Not- a counter offer for him fantasy football. He wanted Cam Akers for my sixth over for the sixth overall pick. Okay. Not All happening. right. Yeah, sure. What a shot. We wanted him last year in the draft. Everybody's asking for him. Mm-hmm. Look what after Akers and Jones now. I don't know what I did. Everybody's Look. anyway. We're not a football podcast. I will talk about football <laughs> at length if anybody wants to, though. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, Two man scramble second, stuff, man. We can talk about it. We can talk uh, about June second, the day you're listening to this, which is a Wednesday. Um, it is National Rotisserie Chicken Day, which is huge because I love oh, rotisserie chicken. That's incredible. Uh, it is also National Rocky Road Day, which is one of my top five favorite ice cream flavors. I think it's delicious. Where in the top five does that fall for you? See, I don't really. I don't know because like. See, it's like, like actually, it's like actually number five for me. I don't eat too much ice cream. So yeah, like, there's not, I. there's not like a exact pecking order. I would just say 
it would probably fall in my top five somewhere. Yeah, okay. All right. It's, All it's right. I get that. I get that. Uh, also, it's national leave the office early day. So if you work in an office setting, get out of there now because you're supposed to if you're going to celebrate this national holiday. I don't work in an office, so I can't leave early. But but I do. You, yeah, Brian so. does. If you do, leave. Tell them that we told you to because it's the national holiday. Because you got to go golf. I don't make the rules. I just break them. Exactly. Uh, June 3rd, Thursday, is National Egg Day, which I love because I love eggs. For anyone that doesn't know, I could eat eggs at every meal and I would have no complaints. You can do uh, so much with eggs. I think that's the yes, beauty of They're very you versatile. Do so much. You know what else is versatile? Potatoes. The holiday on June 4th, which is National Cheese Day. Ooh. Another one of my favorites. Oh. Um, I once dipped cheese in cheese. For anyone that's that doesn't know. still one of my favorite Ooh. things I've ever witnessed you do. Do you have that video? We should I, post that I on do have that video. We should post that on the Guys, not one regret on his that. face at all. Just man, just <laughs> that, should be our, that should be our our post pick our post thing like you post just that Ricky, our episode dropped and Rick, it's just me eating cheese dipping cheese and cheese also national donut day on june 4th i love donuts yeah. i'm not I'm big, big on i'm donuts, a big honestly. donut guy big not donut huge guys. on the donuts i don't know why bagels though oh bagels Ooh. bagels are fantastic bagels are so good i got a bagel in florida when we were down there uh, not great no not great i think it's just it's definitely something about the water up here it is. We say it, it all the time, but it's definitely yeah. something about the water. The rolls, the bagels, everything. Dude, the closer you get to New York, the better those types of baked oh, goods become. So good. So good. Uh, One of the only good things about New York. True. <laughs> Absolutely. Is the bagels. I don't really know of much else that's good about New York. <laughs> Pigeons? I don't like what do you want from kind of sucks besides bagels. I don't know. <laughs> the subway? No, that still kind of sucks. Like I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, that's it on the national days. Uh, mostly food related as usual. So, yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of food related national days. I'm not complaining. Food no, it's not a complaint for certain, but like, I feel like you could get a little bit more creative here, people. Like, we should really. Well, there's, there's other the... stuff. I just don't like to acknowledge it. Like, um, let's see. National Running Day on, on today. Like, no one cares. About no. That. Like, no. you really want me to bring that up? On... No, we're not talking about that. About to run to the fridge. Because <laughs> it's National Cheese, cheese Day. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's stuff I just don't. I just the food the food's the best part about the day. Yeah, food so. food food's better. Anyways. I wake up so that I can eat. That's the only reason I wake up. If there wasn't food waiting for me, I wouldn't wake up. I'd just sleep. Well, a one Jason Kokrak woke up and chose violence. He probably no. I'm be. kidding. He chose probably victory uh, over. The course, uh, Colonial Golf Course for the Charles Schwab Challenge. Jason Kokrak coming away with the W, uh, fending okay. off Jordan Spieth by two strokes to win 14 under. Um, I got to ask you, Rick, is Jason Kokrak for real now? He's 22nd PGA Tour ranking. I mean, I mean, he's he's fifth in the FedEx Cup standings right now. Uh, exactly. Uh, after his second win this year, after mm-hmm. what was it 270 something starts without a win? Without one win, winning twice in the span of 70 some days or something like that. Where, Before where we get it? too far into it, I do have to shout out a one Pat Perez. Uh I was listening to an interview oh, man. a few months ago, maybe a year ago, uh where they were talking to him and he's he's good buddies with Jason Kogrek. That's why I bring this up. And he stays with him a lot when they're at tournaments and stuff like that. And they were asking him about Jason and Pat said, watch out for this kid. Cause it's going to happen soon. And when it does, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. 
And that seems to be where we're at right now. We were warned. He didn't have a win in his first like 270 something starts. And he has two this year already. It, I mean, we Including were warning yeah. this, this week at the Charles Schwab over a one Jordan Spieth, who arguably is playing the best golf out of anybody this yes. year. Yes. Uh, so on that Jordan Spieth thought, uh, you would think watching him on Sunday, he was back to his Spieth struggles. But in reality, over his last 11 starts, he's been T4 or better six times. And it really just seemed like it was the putting uh, that that seemed to be his struggle. Uh, yet he is kind of battling the Sunday scaries this year. He's T126 in fourth round scoring so far this year. Mm. Uh, so that's something that's kind of got to be on his radar, at least mentally, because you know Speed looks into these things. Yeah. Uh, but it seemed like it was just the putting that seemed to be failing him. Uh, he was minus uh, 1.114 um, strokes gained putting. Uh, and I don't know, was that the weekend or on Sunday? Yeah, that was on Sunday. Know. I'm not a stats so guy. The I'm big stat guy. So the the fact that he was struggling that much with putting on Sunday and has been struggling with putting pretty much all year, you you would say, you know, uh, is he really that good? Is he really that good? Well, he is. I mean, T4 are better out of six out of 11 starts, his last 11. He's on a tear of good golf right now. And yeah. T2 is nothing to sneeze at in a PGA Tour event. I'm just saying. No, you know? and I mean, it's not like he had the worst day. I mean, yeah, he did have one of the worst days as far as people in the top 10 goes. He went plus three on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So not great. But Jason Kograk only went even. Like, he yeah. didn't have a spectacular day. He didn't shoot six under. He didn't have a five under round like Charlie Hoffman to get himself into T4. Or, I mean, T3. Um he just had an average day. He had some birdies. He had some bogeys. He just did what he needed to do to stay just a little bit ahead of Jordan Spieth. And sometimes that's all it takes. You don't need to have these flashy seven stroke victories to be doing well on tour. Like no one cares. I mean, people look at the scorecards, but in the end, people look at how many trophies you have that year. At the end of the season, we don't say, oh, Jason Kograk only shot even on the day that he won the Charles Schwab. We say, oh, Jason Kograk had two victories before June started because we're Mm -hmm. in June now, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Gina texted me this morning and she was like, it's June. And I was like, how? (laughs) I love that's how how conversations start with you guys. Just like, hey, it's June. I was like, all right. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, buddy. That's what it is. It's your birthday month, big guy. I was going to say, it's your birthday month. I'm old. That's not okay. Oh, I get away with calling you guys old now because I'm young, but in like two weeks, I won't be able to call you old anymore. Oh, we are so close to the show falling on your birthday. That would be two days off. Two days off. Oh, my birthday's on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. It's a Wednesday this year. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, as far as Jason Kokrak's success, I have two things. Uh, actually, I have a couple of things. Uh, first, before I start getting into statistics and weird stuff like I always do, can we talk about the Dodge Power Wagon this man won? I've, did you see this thing? Oh, that thing was amazing. Gorgeous. I don't even want the trophy. Keep the trophy. I don't even I want, want that the trophy. Give me the Power Wagon. And then I want to ask, the plaid jacket, as much as it's not the green jacket, drip or no drip on the plaid jacket? I just, I feel like, me personally, I like... <laughs> Me personally, I like to kind of push out of my brain any tournament that has a jacket that's not green. Right. Because right. to me, part of the allure of winning the Masters is you get a jacket. And I know that's the only green one because Arnold Palmer's red. This one's plaid. Like there's other colors. 
But like part of the allure to me of winning the Masters is you get a green jacket, which not a lot of people have. And I just feel like I don't like to see other jackets at other tournaments. Like by all means, keep that truck because that truck is amazing. Do stuff like that. Like do stuff like that as your kind of as your kind of catch of what you get to go along with this tournament. Like the Masters doesn't give you a car. The Masters doesn't give you, I mean, you make enough money that you can buy whatever car. Exactly. Yeah. Like they don't don't you get a jacket. Give you all these things. They give you a green jacket. And it sounds so simplistic but it's so highly coveted that people it means don't care. so much it means so much so when i see when i see these jacket. other tournaments where people are getting jackets to me it just seems like a ripoff right so i don't really like acknowledge it as much as i probably should because i mean you're still winning a tournament but like the trophy that he won pretty massive yes the truck amazing why do you need a jacket Gorgeous. on top of that i know i feel like the jacket's just redundant at that it point. is it is it's like you don't need that it's not it's not now, what people are worried about now, it's not every year that they give out a, a car like this. Usually, it's just the trophy and the jacket. I forget exactly why this year they gave out a truck, uh, but it's a night. For those of you that haven't seen it, you can just Google it. It's a 1946 Schwab Power Wagon in baby blue. Sick. Just an absolute gorgeous old truck. Uh, I got to say, there's nothing more Texas about this photo, though. You got a man in a plaid <laughs> jacket trophy. with a massive trophy next to him in this huge truck just the tires just seem aggressively large uh nothing more texas than this i will tell you that i mean my goodness uh (laughs) i just i just love that truck i had to bring it up but we'll get uh we'll get into the uh statistics and exactly why jason kokrag is now relatively dangerous so let's talk about kind of something that happened now we've golfed together obviously there is something that you do. Uh, I think I've done a, a handful of times. You have a really bad hole. You say you shoot a 10 or a 12, something like that. I had like what? three tens yesterday when I went out. <laughs> <laughs> Saying I do it a handful of times is kind of an understatement. Okay. But, <laughs> but Rick, my friend, what, what do you do with that ball? That ball that just gave you that double digit score more than a snowman. I find the nearest body of water and I just get rid of it. Yes, and some people would say, "Don't blame the ball." However, a PGA—it's the ball's fault. Stupid phone. Uh, <laughs> a PGA Tour winner agrees with you, Rick, buddy. Jason Kokrak on the 435-yard par four seventh on Sunday hit his third shot from the left greenside bunker and his fourth because on the first effort, <laughs> it was really painful to watch. <laughs> it was really painful to watch. I guess he decelerated on the way down. Uh, and the ball went, I don't know, three feet in front of him, still in the sand. Yeah. Had to so. shoot out of the sand a second time. Uh, he ended up making the four-foot bogey putt uh, to kind of uh, preserve his one-stroke lead. Oh, no, it went back to even because he had a one-stroke lead. Uh, a very why-do-I-do-this moment. And, you know, Jason, uh, obviously being friends with Pat Perez, we know he's a bro. bro. So he's like, why is this why is this ball still with me this ball it's not doing what i want it's the ball's fault obviously it's the ball's fault so he yeets the bad boy into mm-hmm. the nearest body of water and what does he do he goes on to i believe birdie three times down the stretch twice he birdied twice going down the stretch to win because he got rid of that ball now i gotta ask you buddy do you think 
the uh, yeet of the ball, if you will, was the reason he won. I, I think so. Because my reasoning is I think that people have different ways of getting rid of their anger um, on the course. For example, some people like to break their clubs. See example A, see Wu Kim. Sure. Some people like to get rid of their balls. See example A, Jason Kogracker. I guess that would be B. I don't know. I don't really know how that, that kind of stuff works. But people have ways of getting rid of their anger. And when you get rid of your anger, you kind of loosen up a little bit. Like everybody's been to that point where they've hit just probably the worst shot of their life. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I, I was here multiple times yesterday because I was just having a horrible round. And you have those. You're just going to have those. It, look, we have those more Everybody's often than been to the ones, point you know? where if you have a cart while you're dry, while you're playing golf, you just are like, you know what? You go, I'm going to walk. Uh, and I'm going to walk to my balls. Yeah. And I'm going to like mentally get myself back in this round. <laughs> And I feel like that's just a PGA Tour player's way of doing that because they don't have the availability of doing that. We have the carts, they don't. Yeah. So they don't really, they, they're always walking to their ball. And it's like mm-hmm. kind of just a way for them to kind of get back into the right mindset. You know what? This ball is not working for me. It probably has literally nothing to do with the ball. But if I get rid of this ball, I might feel a little better. And then I'll mm-hmm. just kind of loosen up on the next, the next shot, next hole, whatever they're doing. Right. Uh, yeah, because you know, they're always walking and their caddy's probably always talking to them. Speaking of his caddy, his caddy's D-Rob, who is a uh, David Robinson, who is a world-renowned caddy, um, happened is now Jason Kokrak's caddy. Uh, Jason gives him so much credit. Uh, he says, uh, ever since we got together four years ago, I called him up and said, listen, this is, a, this is going to be a good ride. I'm a pretty good ball striker and you're a great green reader and I think we'll make a great duo. He was not wrong. So it was Robinson who actually told Kokrak to move on from the uh, 34-inch putter and go to a 2-inch taller 36-inch putter because he's a taller guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, why bend over super far away uh, from, like, what's an equilibrium for your body and stand up taller, maybe have more confidence over the ball. So he switched to the Bettinardi Studio Stock 38 putter uh, which he's had since the BMW Championship. Uh, it what was that? That was a lot of letters. It is. I don't know what <laughs> Bettinardi is, but I think it's whatever. Um, and it actually has a bit more loft than your usual putter. So he actually his uh, putter will the ball will skip a bit farther once it hits the club face, which mm-hmm. I find interesting. Uh, and when you really break it down statistically here. It's working. So the reason he's had so much success so far this year has been his putting. So this season he ranks seventh in strokes gained putting, which is an improvement of 144 places from just last season. Uh, He hasn't ranked inside the top 100 in putting the past six seasons of golf. And at Colonial alone, he gained 5.382 strokes on the field on the greens, which paired really nicely uh, thanks to this Golf Digest article with a bottle of red wine and a 321-yard driving distance average. <laughs> sounds very Jason Kokrak. <laughs> sounds very Jason Kokrak. Uh, yeah, it was think- the um, the putt on 17 that kind of put him away. Uh, he said uh, in, in accordance with that putt on 17, uh, it was really big. Uh, this is the time to do it. It was a nice roll that, that went in. So, sick. Yeah, I mean – all, I think, I mean, not all the credit, obviously, but I think a good majority of that credit goes to his caddy. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, the line is the hardest part of putting. Speed yes. is the 
is the easiest part of putting to get down because mm-hmm. all you have to do is just know how hard your club hits the ball. And if you practice for even like 10 minutes a day, you can figure that out pretty well mm-hmm. from there. It's just reading the green. And if he gets a caddy like D Rob, who's so good at reading greens, you strike the ball. Well, you get yourself in an okay position for a putt. He gives you exactly where and how hard to hit a putt. It's a recipe for winning and it's clearly working because he's won twice this year. Absolutely. Um, not only that, but he's making big money. And he has moved to 22nd in the world. What did you say? Sixth in the FedEx? Fifth. Fifth in the FedEx. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, yeah, so he moved 13 spots on the uh, world golf ranking list. And uh, the U.S. Uh, Ryder Cup uh, uniform mayor may not be calling Jason Kokrak's name. He's uh, the second player in the last three years to win his first two tour titles after the age of 35. Uh, joining Francesco Molinari, who we all know as an incredible ball striker and a really good golfer. So mm-hmm. I got to ask you, Rick, buddy, do you think the Ryder Cup is calling Jason Kokrak's name? I don't think the Ryder Cup is big enough. I think the team for the Ryder <laughs> Cup just needs to be expanded. We got to expand the roster, so many, There's so many American golfers that are playing so good right now. I think... Honestly, I think the Ryder Cup team is going to be the weirdest looking team of all time. Like you're going to look back on this Ryder Cup team and you're going to be like, who are these people? Because before you have like the Tigers, you have like the big name guys this year. I really think it's going to be a lot of small, small name guys who are just playing really well this year. You're obviously going to have a few guys that are that are big names like Jordan Spieth will probably make the team. For sure. To be completely honest, I don't see guys like Justin Thomas. Brooks Kepka is on the line right now. Like I don't see like those big name guys that everybody knows making the Ryder cup because they're not playing overwhelmingly good. Like some of these, mm-hmm. these lower name guys are like, you can't right. overlook two wins mm-hmm. six months into the year. Like yeah. this. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big statistics guy, but the numbers behind that just don't add up. There's how many golfers in the PGA tour. Like you should not win twice no. before June. You shouldn't win twice in a year. With yeah. how many golfers there are yeah. uh, in a season? At hell, even even two seasons in a row, the, like the the odds are so stacked against you against yeah. you to win more than once or to yeah. win at all. Exactly. So yeah, like you said, to be able to do it twice before June is definitely nothing to turn your head from. Also, I'm in total agreement with you because there's obviously the term that all of us who have played team sports know, which is ride the hot hand. And the Ryder Cup is basically, if you really think about it at its core, I know golf's a single guy sport, but like it's a team. The Ryder effort. Cup is a team it's a, effort. It's a team golf, effort yeah. with their captain slash coach, however you want to call him, Steve Stricker, who definitely knows the value of all things from hitting the ball long to having touch on the greens. Mm-hmm. So I think it would really be who of Steven Stricker to at least take a look at where Jason Kokrak has been the last uh, couple of months, uh, how he's performed so much better like exponentially better than a season ago jason kokrak and really taking a look at that and being i think he should be on the team he's not a short hitter the man can hit the ball 330 yeah not a problem uh and he's got this touch out there now i don't know um i don't know specifically with the Ryder cup if you're bringing your own caddy or if there's a team caddy that's provided for you i'm not quite sure yeah not 100 percent sure on that but um, if he's allowed to bring d rob yeah he's got to be dangerous 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even think he needs to win again before no. the Ryder Cup to be no. considered. Like, if he gets a few more top tens, top fives before the Ryder Cup happens, I think, I think that's enough. Like, obviously, another win would be fantastic for him, and if he gets mm-hmm. another win, I'm, I would consider him a lock for the Ryder Cup, no matter when that is, whether that's in the next few weeks or whether that's a few weeks before the Ryder Cup. Like, whenever that third win would come, I would consider him a lock. But at this point, with two wins on the season after such a long time of not winning you can't you can't not consider him at least yeah absolutely not he's uh, he's got to be in consideration as as far as as far as i'm concerned as far as the podcast is concerned you gotta at least consider him uh i know look steve i get it you have a lot of people to go through i get that i do but there you gotta ride the hot hand in these scenarios if you want to win you can't just go off big names they're not always going to help you plus his main sponsor is MGM. So, like, come on. Exactly. I mean, come on. Let's let's get some sports betting in here, huh? <laughs> uh, to move forward, uh, some more touching on the Brooks and Bryson drama. So, <laughs> there's a match going on with uh, with uh, Barstool's Dave Portnoy and Brooks Kepka. Uh, we've covered that before, um, and now. Dave Portnoy being the pot stirrer that he is, just really a guy that likes to uh, smother it in gasoline, light the match, drop it, and walk away, um, has invited Bryson to be his caddy for the match. Rick, I got to ask you, buddy, are you for this, against this? What is your uh, take on the Bryson caddying for Dave? I, I don't know where I'm at on this yet for two reasons. One, I don't think Bryson would be like his caddy necessarily. I think he would be more of a consultant on the course. Um, I think for those that don't know um, Dave's right-hand man, Frankie Borelli, uh, I think he's going to be on the bag no matter what, right. just because he's, he's always there with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I would think Bryson would be more of like a pre and post round consultant for Dave Portnoy. So in that aspect, I don't know if it would necessarily be what we would be hoping for in the current rivalry that's going on, which by the way, for those that don't know, it's the greatest rivalry in sports right now. It's fantastic to keep up of with. all time. Like <laughs> it's so much fun to keep up with what's going on with Bryson and Brooks, and it's only going to get better until they end up in a pairing together. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that he will. I also just don't know that he is fully invested in the barstool brand. So I, I really don't know that he is going to want to want to support that. And the other thing is we just don't really know his, his legitimate take on this whole situation. Like he hasn't been super vocal about how he feels about Bryson. He's, he's tweeting about living rent free in his head and, and all that stuff. But how much of that is legit? Like how much of, how much of him actually dislikes Bryson and how much of this is just Bryson and Brooks trying to split that $8 million, um, whatever they would get from that at the end yeah. of the season from the um, player uh, incentive, what program or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of it is that and how much of it is legitimately them not liking each other? Um, I would love to see them be in a final pairing together. I would even love to see him be on Dave Forno's bag but I just don't know if we're going to get what we're hoping for. I would love to think that we would. Right. I'd love to think that they would just break out into a fist fight on the 18th green of wherever they met. Just because Brooks said something about his metal spikes again. Yeah. (laughs) But with, with the, the, the 
player impact program. I don't even know if that's what it's called. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's something like that. It's the something player like impact um, fund or something along those lines. Um, uh, whatever yeah. it's called. With that being thrown into the mix this year, I really don't know. Like, I feel like we have to take everything that happens with a grain of salt because these guys are just going to do whatever they can to make that extra money. Like, just to be active on social media, which half of these guys already were beforehand. Like, Bryson was active, was very active during quarantine at the beginning of oh yeah the co- of, of COVID. So, like, did they know about this beforehand? And it was like in talks or whatever. So they like a few of the guys kind of started to pick up a little bit and kind of make it a little less obvious that they were just going for this money and then it and now everybody's doing it. Or is it legitimately them not liking each other? And it just so happens that this impact program or whatever it's called has been implemented this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. I mean, first of all, Bryson and Brooks both have to be in the front running for getting that money because the 100%. amount the amount of attention they cause just by hating each other. Yeah. Um, if, they, I, if they were to give it out right now, I would I would I would give it probably probably I don't even know probably Brooks first. Yeah. Bryson second, and then probably someone like Max Homa third. Yeah, but I just love that uh, the Guardian called this uh, feud a. Um, a deliciously petty uh, spat, which I think is. is hysterical. And I think that's why what a I'm great so description. Invested. I think that's why I'm so invested in it is because of how petty it is. It's so petty. I love petty things. It's, oh. it's fantastic to watch and be a part of. Yeah, and, I and think uh, that's why I love it so much. Exactly. And speaking of watching, the 2021 edition of the match is this year going to be between Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And because of this deliciously petty spat, if you will, there's been a huge call on social media, mostly Twitter, to bump out Mickelson and replace him with Brooks. I got to ask you, do you like the match as it is, or would you rather see Brooks be Tom Brady's partner right next to Bryson and Aaron Rodgers? I'm very excited for the match for multiple reasons. One, the trash talk has already started. Oh, yeah. I think it was Phil Mickelson that tweeted. Oh, come on. I mean, um, it's, it always is. I think it was Phil Mickelson that tweeted, and he was like, two champions against a scientist and a jeopardy host. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it was him that said that. And that, that cracked me up. Um, Phil Mickelson stays winning. He stays. I don't, I don't think that they should change the partners at all. I think what they should do is they should somehow involve Brooks in the broadcast. I don't think they should make him an announcer because I don't think he would be a good announcer, but I think they should somehow involve him in it. Like maybe, um, or remember, I don't even know. remember the last match when they had Justin Thomas doing greenside reporting. Yeah, I see. I don't think I don't think Brooks would be able to do as well as, as Justin Thomas did. I, that's why I don't think they should do that. I think if anything, they should make Brooks caddy for <laughs> Phil and Brady. That would be interesting. And then we would have to figure out something else for the other two losers on the other side. That'd be great. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't a loser, but he's with Bryson, so now he now he's a loser. Um, that's true. 
Sorry, yeah, Aaron, that's just how, because how I think the trash talk is just going to be out of this world. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers really cares about the trash talk, so I don't think that's no. going to really come into play at all. I don't know if Bryson physically knows how to trash talk, so I don't know if anything's really going to come out of there. But I think no. Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson are just going to continually just throw hound haymakers, hound them at Bryson and Rodgers, and I'm really excited for it. Because yeah, no. just ruthless people. Um, yes. You don't get seven Super Bowl rings without being ruthless, and you don't win the um, PGA Championship at 50 years old without being ruthless. Those are just two facts. Can't confirm. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. Drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I made it through about a half hour without that doing good. that. That was good. Um, but, yeah, I think they should involve him somehow. I just don't know exactly how, and that's not my job to figure out. So someone figure that out. True. Uh, also – Bryson, as far as the trash talking train would be like, you know, statistically speaking, I've looked at the analytics on Twitter. And uh, if I trash talk you back, my uh, Twitter views would actually go down. So in order to keep my popularity statistics up, as you can see over here by this pie chart, uh, I would not respond to your trash talk. So as much as I would like to, because I'm smart and I'm quick and I could and I could come back. I could. I won't. I. I very much enjoy your hypothetical, and I appreciate that that's how you hear Bryson when he it talks. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> but we don't even need a hypothetical because just him – I don't know if you saw his comeback, or if we're going to call it that, his comeback, uh, where he comeback. brought up Deflategate. Yes. Why? Uh, yeah, like, like – er, Completely irrelevant, first of all. It's so long ago, too. Like, you yeah, were just – like, at this point, you're just beating a dead horse. You couldn't you couldn't have brought up the fact that he just went to Tampa for more money instead of staying yeah. in a place that gave him a shot. Like you could have done something more relevant like that. Like. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, it's could have done something a little bit more relevant than Deflate Gate from like yeah. what 2012? Yeah, I don't know. Um, not, like not the best move from Bryson. I get he's yeah. trying to be active on social media, but you gotta be you gotta be relevant, you gotta make it make sense, and he just has no possible way of making that happen yeah. which is the only reason that i would be a little on edge of, about being excited about this match is because i just i see aaron Rodgers as being uh kind of like quit witted under his breath kind of trash talker right where like you say something to him and he's like he just like says something under his breath that right he thinks is funny and I, everybody else probably would think it's funny too but he just doesn't Guaranteed. say it out loud yeah, he just doesn't say it out loud bryson physically i think is incapable of <laughs> human interaction because he's a robot when it comes to those kind of things. Um, I, You're not going to be able to hear him on the mic either with behind the crunch of his which, spikes. This is what I'm saying. Also, I do not want to see Bryson ever win the Masters because I don't want him at that table because I think that just makes it the worst Masters dinner of all time because they're going to be they're going to be like at the table at dinner and they're going to be like, what's for dinner? And they're going to be like, oh, protein shakes and peanut butter and jelly. And yeah. Tiger's just going to be sitting there like, what? Like, <laughs> Tiger's going to have his own catering service show up. I, but like, he, Patrick Reed's going to be sitting there. He's going to be like, where's where's the fried chicken? Like, Yeah, like, I'm going to need fried chicken and jello stat. Where's my wife? Somebody get my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need my wife to cook me my goodies. And DJ's just going to pull out, like, a Tupperware container of chicken and rice. And just well, uh. Eating. While Pat Perez and Jason Kograk are in the back corner, just stone cold Steve Austin some beers, <laughs> like absolute maniacs. 
<laughs> two people I need to win the Masters. Yeah, yeah. You want to know? You want to know what? Actually, I think I might want to be at that dinner now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not of Bryson's head. Not of Bryson's head. So I saw that everybody voted no to protein bars as the appetizer, but unfortunately it's 6.48 p.m., which means that it is protein bar time for me. So everybody has their very own Kirkland brand protein bar on their plate. (laughs) (laughs) In honor of the balls I will be hitting this week. Because statistically speaking, and I did the math, the Kirkland balls are actually far superior to that of... The Titleist balls. Um, I have a question for you, actually. Now that we're now that we're on the Bryson topic, are we on a topic? I feel like we've just been all over the place this whole. I, I feel like we've stayed kind of close to Bryson here, but like also totally off the rails. But either way, um, did you see his putter, Bryson? Yeah. Recently, no. Why? Was was he was that this weekend or was I seeing old videos of that weird front? Oh, that was an old but, one, yeah. That that's what I thought. Okay. His, his side saddle putting. I thought he brought that back when oh, I was no. seeing videos over the weekend. I was like, no, 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 Bryson, no, no. We no, would have heard about that from Kepka okay. if he brought that back. Great. All right. Could you, <laughs> imagine, could you imagine in the middle of all this, he decides to bring back the side saddle putter? Horrible move by him. There's like, there's tears of of moves that you can make some really good some really bad probably top of the list of bad moves that you can make as bryson is bringing back the side saddle in the middle of all this yeah but could you imagine brooks's reaction to seeing that physically just it would be it would be jt it would be jt on steroids as far as the eye rolls go like you would see the whites of his eyes you would start having a seizure it would start seizing immediately just when he sees that just from the absolute disgust of what he's witnessing um speaking of disgust no that's that's a bit rude i won't uh i won't i won't do that but speaking of disgusting our nice round of the week goes to one colin marikow who shot a 69 on sunday congrats colin nice proud of you nice. <laughs> Okay. All right. To move forward, uh, we got the next PGA Tour event, which is the Memorial Tournament. Uh, gonna be honest, not a whole lot of great golf here. Yeah, probably gonna not. Be really very upfront with you. Being honest, uh, this might be one where we see Tony Finau actually get a win. Nope. I don't know. Um, probably not. not. Um, my money, however, if we're looking to get frisky, is on Shane Lowry. I like the Irishman. Oh, okay. I like the Irishman. One. I like, he's been how he's been too. I like how he's been playing. Exactly. Um, I think he can not take that a and bad pick at all. Move forward. Yeah. Um, um, could I, don't go with know, I don't even know who I think is going to win this week. There's like nobody that I want to win. Oh, Justin Thomas is playing. Yeah. You know, you got Jordan Speed, Justin playing, Thomas, Morikawa, Rom. Scotty Scheffler's um, there. Scotty's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scotty. You want to go with Scotty? I like that pick. Yeah. He didn't do too great at the end of last weekend, but. I see a comeback week from him this week. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm good with this guy, Shepard Pick, but my, yeah. I like Shane Lowry in this one. I kind of want to see I'm what the uh, the big Irishman's got. So you don't think John Rahm defends? You think he, he just kind of? I think John Rahm makes a push. I don't think he ends up winning it, though. Where do you Unless, see him finishing? Uh, top 10? Yeah, top 10, probably, okay. if, I, if I had to guess. Uh, and if not top 10, I think he definitely makes the cut. Um, oh yeah, I think maybe, he makes the cut for maybe sure. any maybe anywhere in the top 20. But uh, I could see a top 10 out of John Rahm. I, I just don't. I just don't foresee him. Uh, repeating at this event although you know i've been wrong before i've actually been wrong a lot before pretty so. much every week so far so <laughs> pretty much all the time so 
John Rom, congrats on your win, big guy. Um, <laughs> to move forward, we do have the LPGA US Women's Open coming up. A little bit of cool stuff happening there. One, the Quarter Sisters, who we continuously talk about because they own women's golf, are actually paired together for the first time in a major. So that should be fun to watch, just seeing them try to one-up each other. I expect them after the first day to be one and two, if not tied at the top. That's my call. Play together all weekend. (laughs) That would be cool. That would be fun. That would be play together all week. That would be great. That would be really cool. Uh, I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. They end up playing together all week. That's, that's too good. Uh, Also, we uh, have our girl, Chloe Kovaleski, the 14 year old who has qualified for the U S women's open. Rick, I'll bring this up to you, buddy. She consistently hits the ball off the tee, 280 to 290. Um, I'm, look, I'm going to be up front. Is I it can't downhill? even. No. With downwind help? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I can't Just even. Naturally. I can't even hit that distance. I can. Like at all. Touch 280. Straight, nowhere. Yeah. The farthest I've ever hit was 300, but that was only like one time. Yeah. But the fact that. A 14-year-old can consistently do that. Makes me sad. It makes me sad, too. Uh, (laughs) However, there is a video on the Golf Digest Instagram page, for those of you that want to go watch it, of her swing. It is... I mean, it is just one of the best swings I've ever seen. I need to figure something out real quick. Can you bet on the LPGA? I haven't seen it. I don't know if you can. If you can, I'm putting money on her. Might as well. Why not? I'm going to go figure that out right now. Can you imagine how cool that would be if a 14-year-old ends up winning the U.S. Women's Open? Imagine how much that money would I would make if a 14-year-old won the so U.S. Women's Open. So much money. Just so much money. <laughs> uh, yes, but she also uh, does, in fact, have a pink shaft on her driver. Oh, la, there we go. A la Bubba Watson. Uh, so that's probably helping the distance because that's just how that goes. Uh, she is also a world junior champion. I don't know if she won that this year or not, uh, but it just a really cool story of her qualifying for the U.S. Women's Open. We uh, we almost had our boy Lev Grinberg, but uh, unfortunately we didn't get that in the act in the uh, the men's U.S. Open. What's um, her name again? Uh, that would be Chloe Kovaleski. Is Cl- Kovaleski with a K or a C? With it with a K with a K. What about Chloe? Is that with a K or that's C? with a CH? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if they wanted to go double K on that one. I didn't know. Maybe she wanted to be KK. Quite, hey, that's actually a pretty catchy nickname. Badass nickname. Uh, but, yeah, started, uh, like we said uh, last time, started golfing at like 18 months old and uh, has literally been on a tear ever since. Uh, so congratulations to her uh, on driving the ball consistently 280 to 290. That just It makes me sad because, I, look, I've never been shy – of being a short hitter. It is what it is. I'm, I've come to terms with that. That's fine to me. Um, but knowing that she at 14 years old can astronomically outdrive me is a little bit depressing. Is, uh, I have, I bad. have recently had to put my driver in timeout because it's just, sometimes you gotta do that. It's really bad right now. I'll revisit it at some point, but right now I got my, uh, I got my three hybrid going like 230 to 240. So I am perfectly fine with that because it always ends up being at least straighter than my drive would go. Uh, and my drive really isn't that much farther than that. So I'm just going to enjoy that now. Uh, and then when I end up playing longer courses, just get absolutely ruined. Um, which there you, you know go. what is fine. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not, not making the PGA tour anytime soon. 
or ever, probably. Um, I am very confused. And how's that? Because I can't find her on here. Hmm. I'm looking at I'm looking at the 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 field in in the sports book, and Chloe Kovaleski is not in here. You think that's or, a legal thing because she's not 18? That's actually what I was thinking. Hmm. I don't know because I'm know not either. a lawyer, so I don't know. I do not know the thing. answer to that question. I've looked through like three times though, and I just can't find her. Huh. That is weird. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's kind of sad. I was ready to yeah. put some money on her. Well, Chloe, we would have put money on you if we could. We would have. We would have done we that. Can't. But we can't because the sports books have told us no. You can't do that. Uh, so, Rick, unless you have anything else, I got the two-man scramble coming up, unless you have anything else to uh, touch base on. No, I'm still looking for Chloe. I can't find her anywhere. All righty. So we move that's into the best segment of the show. That's the two-man scramble coming right at you. Are you so- in Spanish? The two-man scramble? Yeah, I feel like we should say that in Spanish. Dos. Dos. Manos. No, manos is hands. Oh. Two hands. <laughs> English. I two. took French in high school, so I don't know what you want. I took Spanish, so this is fun. You should know this. Uh, let's see. Two man scramble. Lucha de dos hombres. Yes, Lucha de dos hombres coming Welcome. right at you. Welcome. I, I, I. Um, yeah. Please never do that again. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I will ever do that again. I'm using my one request for the day. Please, I, am, I am so using that as a soundbite for the. <laughs> it's good. It's gonna be need something new. Need something fun. Need six inches of rough. I I I never do that again. <laughs> and then we're going right into it. And then we're in. And then we're in. <laughs> then we're in. We're 12, in. Twelve second what <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Oh, I hate myself. Uh, yes, but uh, what was it? Oh, the, 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 I don't know. The Luchos. Um, it is the. Oh, it's gone. Luchos de dos. De, I gotta write that down. Yeah, really. Scramble. Lucha de dos hombres. Lucha. De dos. Hombres. Yeah, that gets it done. That gets it done. All right. Yes, the two man scramble. We're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. We got three things for you tonight. Uh, we're going to start with, because we talked about her, we were asked, do we think me, Rick, and Phil as a scramble could beat Chloe Kovaleski straight up or no. in match play? No. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also going to say no to both. match play. Match play, we have a We chance. got a better shot. We got a better shot in match play. Because we do occasionally hit okay shots. Occasionally, um, yes. And we go on stretches of holes that are better. Uh, for example, yesterday when I was out, I shot a 108 because I suck. But well, I finished the day about yourself, buddy. with two pars and a bogey. Hey! So that hey. shows you how bad the rest of my round was. Horrible. Absolutely Yeah, it doesn't horrible. bode well for the there other. Was one, there was one hole where I had to take two drops. Hole. Yeah, that sucked. That'll take the life right out of you. It did. That'll it that'll really suck did. you. That'll just suck yeah, the happiness directly out of your body. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate, big guy. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah no, I'm I, gonna, don't, I don't think we could. 
I'm also going to go with a resounding no on this one. Um, so thanks to whoever asked that For question. For multiple reasons, actually. Um, one, I feel like younger kids that are good at sports are really good at getting into older people's heads. Yep. Like, I, yeah. feel, like, I feel like we'd be, like, in a match, and I'd miss a putt or something, and she'd be like, miss, good miss, big guy, or something like that, and I would just be – be Rattled. I Immediately able, rattled. I wouldn't be able to play after that. Like, No, you can't. You can't play after that. What do you, what do you expect from us? So, yeah, not, not good there. Kids are ruthless, man, especially yeah. teenagers. Oh, yeah. Ruthless. 100%. I might need to go see my therapist after playing around with her, honestly. She might, might just get, get to me that. I might need to find one. <laughs> um, moving forward, we have another question. Uh, which twosome would you like to scramble with? Uh, so you'd be the third person in the scramble. Um, it says here, pretend you're good. <laughs> I feel like that was unnecessary. A little bit unnecessary, if we're being honest. Um, I would like I to say, to, I would like to say to this person, no, we're not good. Um, but neither say this it, person it, or say either say of it, us, say it, say it, say it. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. Uh, but neither, but neither this person or you or I are better than any of these golfers that have been suggested. So I don't think any of us could be considered good. Just saying. That was a really good way to put what you told me at the beginning of the episode. Exactly. Um, I don't like to be rude on air. Um, uh, I'll be rude for you. Uh, basically, Brian said, you're not good either. Uh, in comparison. And that, way, and that was his way of saying it nicely. Brian, you have to be more, you have to be more mean. I I'm can't. Just, I'm going to say I it can't. straight up to you right now on live on the air. Look, um, he's, people, he... people like hot takes. Look, this person is much better at being mean than I am, so he could absolutely crush me internally. Uh, and that's a battle I know I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to try and pick. <laughs> See what I'm saying, though? It's, 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 it's more of a self-preservation thing for me. <laughs> Just, oh, man, if my life's sad. Anyways, moving forward, um, the options are Brooks and Bryson, Tiger and Phil, or Brooks and Patrick Reed. Um, I feel like we might as well just throw Brooks and uh, Patrick Reed right out of the question. I have a, I have a question actually because this yeah. question, I think we we took it differently. Um, I think it's you said you said we would be the third, correct? Well, it says what twosome would you like to scramble with? See, I'm taking it as you and me versus this twosome. Oh, sweet lord! Not this twosome and us as the third person. I think this wasn't meant to be a two man scramble. Like we would do us two against these two. Oh boy. Who would we um, want? And I'm assuming that it's saying pretend you have the same skill level as these people. So personality right. wise and like how, like what kind of round you would be looking to have, who would you, who would you want to do? And I'm just going to come right out and, and be the one that says Phil and Brooks, because I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that sounds like a fantastic round. Absolutely, Phil and Brooks. Please and thank you uh, with a cherry on top. I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred if it yeah. is offered to me. Actually, a hundred and one times out of a hundred because I'm gonna sneak that little extra one there, um, just because I need that to happen in my life. Yeah. So it would be great. That is final if, grouping yeah. at the PGA was like mm -hmm. really cool, and mm -hmm. I would love to have been a part of that. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna dress like Brooks because you had that wardrobe all the Nike stuff. I'm going to dress like Phil. Cause I have that wardrobe. Obviously we saw it last week's episode. 
and we're going to show up and rattle them completely. Yes. And then win. Because they're just so bone rattled for 18 holes. Or, 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 we could really or. get in their heads. Uh huh. And one of us could dress as Tiger and the other could dress as Bryson. Ooh. Now that, my friend, is an idea. Now, which like one that. of us is going to have to dress like Bryson? Probably you. Yeah, probably me. I think you would be able to pull off that hat way better than I would. That's the only reason. Quite possibly. I don't think I would. I, think, I don't know. I don't think either of us pulled. I think hat you off. could give me a million tries, a million different versions of that hat, and I would never be able to pull it off. You know, funny enough, he also doesn't pull it off. So there's, <laughs> he's got that going for him. Breaking news. He doesn't pull it off either. <laughs> he just also case, looks horrible. <laughs> just in case anybody was confused. Uh, and then the last part of the two-man scramble this evening, we were asked who we have in – the Stanley Cup playoffs. Who do we think is going to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, a la our other show on the Southside Production Networks on the power play. Uh, hope the boys there are listening. Um, one of them being me. So They're probably getting ready for the podcast right now. You guys are recording right after this, right? Yes, we are. I am two yeah. podcasting in one evening. That sucks. Not really. I have the energy, but after both, I'm going to be absolutely beat. Yeah, That's you're going to be I'm going to be so tired. Um but yeah, so Rick, buddy, I'm gonna ask you first: Who you got winning the Stanley Cup, my friend? Well, for those you want your know. options, or are you just gonna go right for the one? No, I just I know. I just okay. know. I, I mean, you can you can list it off for people that don't follow hockey. That actually, oh, you can. I gotta look it up anyway, so you can go right ahead. Um, so for those that don't know, I'm a big Panthers fan. Okay, um, not a not an Eagles fan, primarily, even though I did see some Philadelphia Eagles yesterday which we can talk about after brian oh yes he's gonna um so i'm going with our boys from carolina the hurricanes um they're playing some pretty good hockey right now they're down one nothing but they're playing tonight and i'm feeling a win so i also have them winning the stanley cup final um the only reason i'm a bit wary is because i was kind of hoping that florida would be able to pull some magic in round one and beat tampa uh-huh. which didn't end up happening. Uh, so the Lightning are quite a force to have to go through in round Always two. Are. Uh, but, yeah, I like it. I think it's a very good young team. They got good goaltending. Their defense is stout. They have a lot of exciting offensive players. And, look, I just want to see a storm surge with the Stanley Cup. Oh, That's all I'm it. saying. I, those are so much fun to me, and I love every second of it. And also that 100% capacity Carolina packed house. <laughs> wild let's go <laughs> it was incredible to witness in round one it's going to be even cooler in round two i look i just i like this team i like them all together and i'm gonna yeah. say that in the next following hour or so when i get on on the power play i'm gonna say the same thing what an exciting team to an watch hour or so while you're recording <laughs> exactly i'm also gonna have the game on while i while i uh because uh i want to put the phillies game on but i also don't want to be sad so like yesterday, <laughs> like yesterday, 11 to one, 11 to one. Yeah. That was, uh, that, that was one tough. will, that one will beat you up to watch. Uh, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I could make it through the whole game. I couldn't, I could not, yeah, do it. I could not bring myself to do it. Um, and I did, I did give up. I gave up uh, in like the eighth, gave up in the eighth inning. Um, speaking of Philadelphia sports, are you jealous that I saw? I am a bit jealous of you. Uh, Rick, go ahead. Tell them uh, who you saw. Which so awesome. we're not like, super positive about it because we didn't talk to them or anything there were like four groups behind us so 
Uh, I went out with uh, Gina's family, um, her brothers and her dad for Christmas Father's Day gift for her dad. Uh, we played Ramblewood Country Club in New Jersey. Uh, for those that don't know, that is a uh, what's his name? What's his name? Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski. It's a Ron Jaworski course. He, I think he has like seven of them or something like that. Most of them um, in New Jersey. Yeah. But it was a Ron, Ron Jaworski. <laughs> I'm talking too fast. I'm excited. Yeah, you are. You're getting um, too excited. <laughs> so we played that course. Um, really good course. Really nice. 27 holes, actually. So you play um, red, white, and blue. Uh, you can play any combination of the nine that you want. Oh, that's uh, cool. We're out on the course. Tell you? That's awesome. Yeah. So we're out on the course. We're on the back nine. Um, I noticed it originally on the front nine. There was this dude in a blue polo, probably like four sizes too small for him. Just looked absolutely chiseled. Just like ripped shredded and i was like i was like okay like odd flex on a golf course but okay do you have to shop at the baby gap <laughs> do close and you? we continue to play um i didn't say anything to anybody at the time i was just like in my own head i was like okay why is this guy jacked uh, we continue to play we get to another hole on the back nine and again we're on the fairway of one hole they're on the green of another hole and another guy walks up also jacked. And I'm like, okay, we got two people now that just unnecessarily are wearing very tight shirts on a golf course. <laughs> and I, I made a comment. I was like, guys, that dude in the blue over there is, is jacked. Like what's going on right now? And uh, Gina's brother, Bobby got curious. So one of the guys that was walking up the green, he thought he recognized a little bit. So he looks up um Devonte smith uh eagles first round draft pick of this year finally make a good first round draft and, pick and heisman receiver. winner i might add yeah uh finally make a, a, a decent first round pick for a wide receiver um after passing on dk and uh pretty much every other good wide receiver that they've ever yeah, had yes thank you, Rick. you can move on. thank you thank you <laughs> good. Uh, good but anyway so he looks him up and he's like guys i'm pretty sure that's Devonte smith um I didn't see this guy personally, so I don't know exactly what he looked like. But out of curiosity, we started looking up some other players because Gina's dad said that they had off of minicamp yesterday, uh, I guess for the holiday or whatever. So I guess a few of the, the players went out and played some golf. Um, Eagles fourth or fifth round draft pick. I'm not 100% sure what round he was picked in. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, running back out of Memphis, I believe. Uh, that was the guy that I originally noticed in the blue uh so very exciting stuff for the eagles there because he's jacked Dude's jacked nice. Dude is, right is, on is jacked his shit. right on um so i'm pretty sure he was the guy that i originally noticed and then there's another group behind them also some big dudes who looked like professional athletes um so i'm pretty sure the rookies were out playing some golf yesterday on one of ron jaworski's courses which was really fun to see um that's awesome and after we saw them, I played significantly better. So I think what needs to happen is uh, I just need to go golfing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Uh, and I will be significantly better. We shouldn't make that happen. If that was possible. I mean. I would say yes. Who would you want to? I mean, you're, you're the big Eagles guy. If you could golf with anyone on the Eagles, who would you go golfing with? Man. What's sad is most of the guys I would say I would want to golf with are no longer on the team. So I'm yeah. going to go with our center, Jason Kelsey, because he's the man. 
Oh, him at the Super Bowl parade? That's what I'm talking if about. He's half, just, if he's half as fun as he was at that, you're I need him to just be absolutely hammered golfing, and that that'd that's got to be just such a party. Uh, actually, just give me the offensive line. I want to just, with those big dudes swinging a golf club. How far do you think they hit the ball if they make good contact? If they make good contact, at least three, 310. Oh, I'm thinking farther than that. You give, well, them, a, you give them a sim two. You give, Jason, also, Kelsey, you give yeah. Jason Kelsey a sim two. That thing's getting 350 in the air easy. Through the moon. Not just to the moon. Through the through moon. It. Through the moon. All right. I think that'll wrap it up for this episode of From the Tips. Rick, buddy, always a pleasure. Gotta always. say. Always uh, again, we recognize the uh, Memorial Day holiday. So uh, thank you for sticking sticking tight with us. We recognize the holiday. Also, thank you to all the armed forces and uh, all the armed forces families for their service of this country. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. We should be on regular schedule and be dropping on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. All right. See you Have then. Have a good one, guys.